0: When Christ sat with the apostles at the Last Supper, he spoke to them and said this, Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe because of the works themselves. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do, and I will do greater ones than these because I am going to the Father. Well, then a few verses later, he goes on. I'm going to ask the father, he says, he will give you another advocate to be with you always. Well, we know what happens in the acts of the apostles because they tell us of all the things the apostles were able to do. Well, has that gift of Christ through the Holy Spirit, is it still among us today? Well, a school of ministry is preparing people to encounter the Holy Spirit. And joining me today is Kevin Minetti. He is the director of the Encounter School of Ministry set to open here in Portland later this year. Hello, Kevin. Thank you so much for joining the show today.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Well, Kevin, I read that that was uh, something that happened more than 2,000 years ago. And I think about kids and young adults when they are presenting themselves for confirmation we don't see flames of the Holy Spirit descending upon them. So I think we think that it's something different than what happened to the apostles versus what we see at Confirmation. Is that the same thing? The gifts that the apostles received, the same as what our kids are getting at Confirmation?
1: I would say it's exactly the same. It's the same Holy Spirit. When Holy Spirit comes, sometimes um, there's something that's more I want to say just liturgical and how um, we traditionally experience Holy Spirit um, through the practical signs. But then there's also something that reacts to a gift of faith and faith. We understand in, in um, St. Paul's letters, it says um, we are transformed by the renewal of our minds. So we actually get more full of faith. The more that we come into agreement with what the Father wants. That's why Jesus walked in that authority and with the power and signs and wonders is because his mind was completely conformed to his Father. So he was able to receive those. So when you talk about the ministry school of what we're doing, it's all about that transformation. Who am I before God and how do I come into agreement with with what he wants? And we find that when when we press into that agreement and we learn what Jesus actually said what the Bible actually said um more is available to us than than we ever thought and that's that's what's intended not just for the ones starting ministry schools not for the ones in saint books even though we have a wealth of history of all these saints that have so many signs it's for every believer
0: Kevin i believe many people may be familiar with the charismatic movement and that's somehow people kind of like i I'm, I'm not too sure about that encounter ministry though sounds to be so much more full tell our listeners about what is encounter ministries and how
1: it formed absolutely so the the mission statement i would say of of encounter ministries is drawing from the richness of our catholic heritage encounter ministries exist to teach equip and and activate disciples to demonstrate the love of God through the power of the Holy Spirit to their sphere of influence. So we're really not we're, we're not calling ourselves charismatic although we believe that every person should have charisms um which are 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 the gifts of the Holy Spirit to empower the church to effectively evangelize. You can't dismiss the charismatic dimension of the church. But I think the charismatic movements in the past have often developed um, a, a culture, um, if you will, to them, um, where sometimes you see that they're operating in the charisms. Other times you see maybe it's it's more emotion-based um, that people want a place to express themselves. And and nothing against expressing emotions. I I personally love to express my emotions in my faith. I think that's part of being human. Um, but we also want to to really embrace the the orthodoxy of the church and how there's such such a rich foundation to our faith, to the signs and wonders. I mean, you can't miss it if you go through the gospels or the the uh Acts of the Apostles. It's like it's like a miracle book. I think I heard the statistic that one-third of the gospels is Jesus's signs and wonders. So it just it blows me away um to see. Uh, how much this is supposed to be a part of the life of the church, and it's not just a, a sideshow to our ministry and evangelizing. Something I do want to share, uh, I'm excited specifically to to start a campus in Portland. Um, this was one of the teachings that was part of the school, and there's this part of the Gospels where Jesus is, is, is saying his woes, like, woe to you, Jerusalem, woe to you! I, I'll miss the cities here, but he said, "If uh, Nineveh had seen the signs and wonders that you see, they would have believed. Or if Tyre and Sidon had seen what was done among among your midst, they would have believed." And some of sometimes we we look at that scripture and we think like, "Oh yeah, shame on you, shame on you," but you don't look at the other part. It says, "No, wait. wait. If the heathen territories, the ones that are unchurched," saw these signs and wonders they would have believed so that makes me really excited to start spreading the gospel in in power evangelization and equipping people to expect more in a place that is very unchurched and to see hey if our traditional models aren't working if if people aren't really just listening to truth they're they're almost like we've heard your morality we know your religion but i want to see that i can actually have a real encounter We get to say, here's the foundation that we have in the history of of the Word that we can bring alive in our Catholic tradition and watch what God does and partner with that.
0: A Real Encounter is what Kevin hopes to bring to the Portland area in a new Encounter School of Ministries. It is set to begin bringing people into its classes later this year. Kevin is joining us today to tell us a little bit more about Encounter Ministries kevin the movement of the church i mean from its beginning it was a lay movement as then priests began to be ordained and bishops and cardinals began to organize the church is encounter ministries just that a a ministry for and led by lay people or are clergy very closely involved in bringing it forward
1: Yeah, I'd say it's a beautiful partnership. Um, The executive director of Encounter Ministries is a lay person with a family. I think he has six children. Um, So just fully embracing the life of of that vocation. But also the president um, and co-founder of Encounter Ministries is Father Matthias Thalen. They've had such a beautiful harmony of how they lead things Together, um, both from the lay perspective and uniting and equipping lay people to do more, so it's not all on the priests or not all on the bishops to take initiatives to evangelize. However, there there is also a great reverence and respect for the magisterium, and you'll notice if you've ever seen the Encounter logo. Right in the middle of it is a monstrance. The symbol of the O is actually the Eucharist, right there, um, because this this is believing in in the power of the sacramental church um patrick grice he has a a great testimony of his personal conversion to faith was feeling something supernatural as jesus walked by him in a monstrance like he was he was physically affected wow and and was blown away by that is that wouldn't have happened without having <laughs> the priestly ministry of bringing the eucharist to us so
0: Kevin Minetti joining us today. We are talking about Encounter Ministries. Kevin, I have really enjoyed our conversation so far today. I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue our discussion in the next half hour?
1: Sounds great.
0: I am back with Kevin Minetti. Kevin has been joining us today, talking about Encounter School of Ministries. Kevin is the director of the Portland branch, and they are getting ready to start the school later in the fall. He's joining me today to explain, well, exactly what will happen through this ministry. Kevin, thank you so much for staying with me today.
1: Yes, thank you for having me again. This is fun.
0: I think people have the idea of school as, all right, I've got my backpack and my books in hand, and I'm going to sit at a desk, and they're going to teach me something, and then I'm going to be tested on it, and they're going to give me a degree when I'm done. Encounter Ministry, yeah, just a little bit different kind of a result. Tell our listeners what Encounter Ministry teaches in these two-year programs.
1: Well, first, I'll probably lay out kind of what it looks like when you enter into class. So each night is set up relatively the same. So you enter in. The first part of class is worship. Um, That's part of class. That's not uh, what I like to say, like a warm up. Uh, You come in and uh, worship makes it less awkward. No, worship is so essential so that you can enter into a space of prayer and expectation and, and see God for who he is and who you are before him. So that's the first part of class. Um, There's two teaching sessions to the class. So there is teaching and each one will be developed around whatever that quarters theme is. After each session, at the end of it, there are activations. Now, activations are more of like practical applications. You just heard a talk, you heard a teaching, and now we're going to see how can we apply this in class. So For example, one of the quarters is physical healing. So we look around and and we ask who's in physical discernible pain. And you gather around students and they get to practice a healing model that they're learning in the class and pray and see what happens there. Spoiler alert, a lot happens when there's faith in the room. And and we've seen miracles happen in that very class. Um, There's also homework to help you take risks and develop what you learn. In class. And then uh, usually the the time frame is, is worship will start officially at six. Sometimes it'll start earlier around 5:30 uh, for those who who really want to press in for more. And then uh, we're usually out of there by nine o'clock in the evening. Now, as far as the the quarters uh for the class, so it's a two-year school. Now I will say two years. Anybody planning for that will often say Oh gosh, that's that's really long. That's that's a lot there. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the quip uh, that I've I've embraced that Patrick Rice has said. He said, "Well, this is a, a school of transformation. So discipleship is so important, and it's actually one year less than Jesus did." <laughs> um, so we're we're looking at when you are in a process of something, it takes time. It takes time to not just learn something mechanically, but you are learning something in relationship. It's about an encounter. That's why it's encounter ministries. It's not structured ministries, programmatic ministries. This is developed in relationship with Jesus Christ and Holy Spirit. So that's kind of the two-year, and there's so much to learn. Like when when I finished, I was like, ah, that's it? Wow. <laughs> I want more. Can we make this a five-year program? <laughs> but uh, so the, the quarter's as they go, the first one is identity. So the logic is you don't do any ministry until you learn who you are before God and what he thinks about you. Because otherwise, we, we might have the temptation to do ministry out of a, a bad place, what we call a performance-based mentality that if I do things, I will be good enough. And God says you already are. So there's a lot of scripture to support that. There's a lot of teaching. Honestly, that was my favorite quarter of the whole two-year program was, was learning who I am before God and really, really spending time with that. The other quarters for the first year, we have prophecy and hearing God's voice. We have physical healing, and then we have inner healing and freedom. So those first four themes, those first four quarters are really what allow people to partner with the basic ministry that Jesus was doing when he was here on the earth. The second year goes a little bit deeper. So the first quarter of that second year is power evangelization. And and those are some of the the more practical tips of how to actually spread the gospel, how to develop a testimony, how to seek after um, using what you learned was possible in the first year and apply it. Then we have intimacy with God. And we go into maybe the more contemplative area of the church, the mystical area of the church. And what we find from a lot of the um, great mystics and monks who actually lived very supernatural lives out of their communion with God. And it's a very beautiful, very rich Catholic quarter. And then the second to last quarter is advanced ministry. So all the things that maybe were covered in the first year, but we get to take them a little bit deeper in each of their areas. Maybe these wouldn't be things that you would teach somebody who's learning Mm -hmm. um, about these things for the first time. So it takes some maturity to handle these concepts. And then the last one is leadership and deployment. How do you take everything that you've learned and develop it and develop it in community and make sure that it has the right order and balance in your life? One of the best parts, I think, of the whole entire ministry school, is there is a required ministry project. So every every student has to partner with at least one other person, and they do a ministry project. And what I saw out of this, specifically in the Seattle campus, is so many ministries were birthed out of this project that are still continuing. Where we attended was at St. Stephen the Martyr, and oh my goodness, their parish exploded with so many ministries from children's ministry, youth ministry. There were so many things that happened out of that is, is it's not just good enough to learn and absorb all this content. It's really designed, what are we going to do with it? We have, we have a hurting world. How are we going to take these tools and spread them? And, and maybe it's not just in the church. Like some people were ministering in the shopping mall. And they'd go and pray for people. And then when people find out these are Catholics, whoa, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> like These wow. are Catholics that are stepping out and ministering and I'm being loved on while I'm in the shopping mall. Like something's different.
0: <laughs> wow. That sounds incredible. And it is part of the Encounter Ministry School that will be opening their branch here in Portland later this year. Kevin Minetti is the director of the school in Portland, and he's joining us today. Okay, Kevin, so they have put these two years in and then what happens? What's the purpose of preparing these people and and what do they do once the schooling portion is done?
1: Yeah, I think I've heard it said from both Patrick and and Father Matthias that their goal is not to build a big ministry. Their goal is to build big people. So our goal in encountering Christ, and I think Jesus's goal of encountering anybody that he met, was to make them into Christians, little Christ's replicas, disciples of who he is. So we're looking that if someone who is authentically Christian, who has been trained and believes what Jesus taught, enters into a room where there are hurting people, where there are people that are broken, either emotionally or physically, their chances of getting better just increase by you walking into a space. That's ultimately our goal. We would love to see great ministries. We would love to see radical conversions and transformations. But the reality is, if you walk in, we we want people that are so authentically dialed in that they change their sphere of influence wherever that may be.
0: Well, so often, Kevin, and you point out that perfectly with your example, that when we do ministry, while we are doing the ministry for someone else, what we get back through doing that ministry, feels even greater than what we are able to do. So it sounds just like a really amazing program getting off the ground here in Portland. So for listeners who are intrigued the way that I have been in our discussion, where can they find out more information about what's happening here in Portland?
1: Sure. Well, I'll say applications are going to open for the school starting January 15th. So they will be open. Um, and the school itself will start in September. Now, we'll have a summer event to really kind of give an introduction to the school or for those that can't make the school. Um, it's just a, a small preview that's going to happen over the summer. But if they want more information on that or where all of our details will be posted, it's encounterschool.org Portland. And we also have a Facebook page set up. We'll probably have more social media set up soon. And that's Encounter School of Ministry Portland Campus. But I'll say EncounterSchool.org slash Portland. It'll talk about all the details of the school, kind of give you some more videos of what's happening nationally throughout Encounter Ministries, not just in our Portland campus.
0: Wow, Kevin, just what an incredible opportunity and what a leap of faith that you have taken in order to bring this to our area, an area so in need of a ministry like Encounter Ministries. Thank you so much for your work. Thank you for joining me today.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Brenda.
0: And again, that is Kevin Minetti, the Encounter School of Ministry, Portland Branch Director. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to add the link that Kevin was just talking about where you can find out more information about the school and Encounter Ministries. I'm going to add that link to the podcast of this interview. You can access that podcast at materdayradio.com and also through the Hail Mary Media app.